In a world where chaos ruled and terror stalked the land, two men arose to fight the real fight no one ever expected. The summer blockbuster you can't afford to miss. This is the new Teacher Hotline. Hello and welcome to the New Teacher Hotline. You've reached us at episode 12. Please leave a message. Hey. No, we're actually here. <laughs> we actually are here. We've done 12 episodes. Well, we've wow. done 11. This is the 12th one. Oh, okay. We've been gone for a while, so we should probably say who we are. Because we're, we're assuming everybody knows who we are by the sounds of our voice. But That's enough for we me. We haven't been around that long, so yeah. go ahead. Uh, well, I'm, my name is Glenn Moulton. And uh, what do you call me? The resident... Teaching expert, I think. President teaching, the RTE. Not the president. Did you say president? President, yeah, I'm the resident. Uh, actually, I'm the I've vice taught, president. I'm an older guy, and I've taught a lot, and I've been a school administrator and uh, work with teachers on a daily basis still to this day. And so I may have some things that will help. And one nugget about you that no one knows. Okay. Or any listener doesn't know. What's that? I don't know. Throw something out. Oh, what would people not know? I'm six foot one and a ton of fun. Okay, I, d- I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. uh, my, uh, my name is Mike Kelly. I am the director of teacher prep for the American Board. And something about me that no one knows. A couple things about you that no one knows. A couple things. Uh, so, we'll just say that I taught taught high school for seven years, worked at uh, the University of Maryland as a technology coordinator for a while. There you go. That's two good things. That was not, that was not nearly as funny as yours was. So. Oh, okay. You win. Well, all right. I'm, I'm ahead then. <laughs> so, should we uh, talk about this summer at all? Um, Last summer? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Probably wondering what, where we were. Okay, we were gone. <laughs> That's where we were. True. <laughs> we were gone. <laughs> well, we decided to take a couple of weeks because, you know, it is the summertime and people are on vacation. And then all of a sudden, I guess my back decided it wanted more time than that. Mm-hmm. I had some sort of back injury, some kind of neck thing, so I needed to go in for surgery, and I was kind of out of commission for about a month, month and a half. So right when I was planning to get this podcast back and moving again, I was off my feet and kind of dead to the world. Mm-hmm. Not actually dead. I'm not broadcasting from beyond the grave. No, but you're walking upright again, so that's a good sign. It is. It's a good sign. Your, Feeling your good. knuckles aren't dragging the ground. So. <laughs> no, no, and I have no sort of bandage or, or splint or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, good. Ex- it's a good day to be me. So we are back, and it's September, and it's autumny, and we are broadcasting from the spacious. Would you call this the living room? Uh, of yeah, the Moulton we, household. We could call it whatever you want. But the living space. The living space. We're actually looking out the window at the uh, great myrtle in bloom, waiting for a very pesky deer to come up and eat the rest of my hosta. And uh, I don't know what hosta is. Hosta is a plant that you put in for decorative purposes. Okay. And to feed the deer. Do you put that right next to La Vista? Uh, ooh, good one. <laughs> did you see what I did right there? <laughs> I'm, I'm back from the summer. Let's get going. Right now, you know, I, what I did do is before we popped over to Glenn's house and, and snaked all the wiring around his living room to make it unlivable for anyone, mm-hmm. I popped onto the Internet and checked our email, and we've gotten quite a bit of email oh, since good. the time that we're gone. So we decided today, rather than a pre-prepared section, that we would just go ahead and just catch up on all our email at one time. Okay, let's do it. 
if your email is not in here, then we it got filtered out by our spam filter. But I'm trying to answer all of our emails in this episode. If we were left with extras, we might hold them off till next time. Well, I don't think we can get through all of those. Now, can you but, hear this? Listen but, to all those. <laughs> that's the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using props. <laughs> we have quite a few. Let's get as many as we can. And, All right. Uh, we'll try to get some of the representative from areas that we haven't maybe touched before. That sounds How's good that? to me. That sounds good to me. All right, we'll our pick up some of the other ones next time. And, hey, if you'd like to hear your email read on the podcast, send us an email. Yeah, what's the address, though? That would be newteacherhotline at gmail.com. Is that what it's always been? Always been that. Oh, Okay. Absolutely. All right. So we're not changing it up then. No. And, you know, I have to say hello to all our new listeners because our listenership increased, I think, by four or five times over the summer, which I feel bad since there was not a lot of new material for <laughs> them. But thanks. Thanks for hanging around. They, they increased when I was away. What's that tell you? <laughs> it's time for me to go on vacation again. Hey. Uh, no, thank you. I'm ready. Okay. Every time you go on vacation, something happens in my back. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. So our first email comes from Sam. Uh, first email comes from Sam Wright. And Sam says, I recently stumbled across this amazing resource. Thank you, Sam. We like that adjective. Where, where, is, where is Sam from? Sam is from Australia. So he was trying to get as many staff from his school um, in Australia to subscribe to the podcast. He said, unfortunately, I noticed the last post was back in July. Will you be adding more? Yes, we are. So, so this would be it, right? This would be it. <laughs> I figured that would be a good way to start. Okay. So. He, he also asked, um, he said, well, it's a great show, and even though I'm working on the other side of the planet... All the episodes I've listened to so far are great and very useful down here. And he also noticed that he couldn't get to the first episode. We had a bit of server issues where it was just kicking off some of the podcasts. We fixed it. So if you couldn't get the first episode, it is a collector's item. Ooh, it is? Yes, it was before we had um, air guards. Electricity. Right. (laughs) We churned butter during the entire episode. It was amazing. And we did it from the back of a horse truck carriage. Yeah, and the pickup truck for the next three issues. (laughs) Exactly. And And then uh, space shuttle. Okay. So, yeah, so there we are. We are back, and we are back on a uh, bi-monthly schedule. So look for our next twice a month or every two months? I look that up because I always get it confused. It's twice a month. Oh, okay. Bi-monthly? Yep, because every two months is semi-monthly. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't, but... But it is. I checked it. You looked it up, so that's good enough for me. (laughs) Right. So our next email comes from Monica, and Monica asked, what are the general guidelines a new teacher should follow if the teacher suspects a student in the class has a learning disability or is ADHD? Is the teacher expected to do some kind of class evaluation before involving the school administration? Hmm. So, Good question. Where's Monica from, by the way? She's from Hotmail.com. Oh, I'm not sure. I, she didn't include there. a... A hometown. So, yeah, if you're going to email us, include a hometown so we can. Yeah, we put a pin on our uh, wall map every <laughs> we have <laughs> Or a, we would if we had a wall map. We put a little colorful pins. bow on the hosta. There we go. Uh, so, Monica's asked a good question that um, is going to probably impact every new teacher at some point, and that is if you suspect ADHD or something similar, what do you do? I've got an answer that's probably wrong. You probably okay. don't try to diagnose it yourself and begin treating the child as if they have a condition that you don't even know if they do or not. Absolutely, I agree. And don't bring any medicine out of your drawer and give it to him or anything like that. But oh my uh, the important thing is not to, uh, not to make the final diagnosis, and I think you're absolutely right on that. Probably every school in the country now has a, a means of dealing with this, and it is true that the, the classroom teacher is going to be the first person who recognizes uh, anything of this nature, whatever it is. So, yes, the classroom teacher is going to have to have their antenna up all the time and be aware of uniqueness, 
Right. Is that a word? I think exceptionality is what they use. Exceptionality. I like that even better. Exceptional students. That's what I was trying to say, but it kept coming out unique. Uh, Exceptionality Mm -hmm. of any students are first going to be noted by the classroom teacher. Once noted, then, I think the appropriate thing for the classroom teacher, then, is to seek help. Now, in a lot of cases, that is uh, within the guidance department for a school, could be the school administrator, could be a district-level person who comes around on a circuit-type basis. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. Don't try to resolve it yourself. Identify it and hand the ball to somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody who has special training, and do what you're supposed to do. Right. And I think what you want to avoid doing is labeling it yourself, so even not even addressing the disability that you think this might be. I mean, if, if a kid's having trouble paying attention in class, sure, it could be ADHD, but there's probably an equal chance that maybe the kid needs glasses and he's not paying attention because he can't mm-hmm. see the board. So when you come into the guidance office and say, oh, I think John's got ADHD, you're already sort of directing the path of that diagnosis right. without, without really sufficient information. Right. Even though you may really have a good hunch, it would be best just to share the symptoms and let the people sort it out on their own. And also remember that uh, children of any age change daily. So they may act like they have ADHD one day, and they may act like they have, you know, no symptoms of it the next day. So it really needs to be a pattern. That was a good question. Yes, it was. We're going to move on. All right, our next email comes from Jana, and Jana doesn't list where she's from. Probably doesn't want us to come visit. That's probably why. Oh, that's too bad, because I've got a full tank of gas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I'm a first-year teacher, just hired for kindergarten. Sometimes I feel like I'm... Like teaching these little ones is a whole different world from the higher grades. Listen to the podcast multiple times. I've gotten so much information from them. Any chance you'd be willing to do a podcast specifically geared toward kindergarten? Love to hear some tips that work especially for the youngest students. Thanks. Wow, kindergarten. What a great time. Uh, yes, there's a lot of things that we can talk about with kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Probably the most important thing about uh, working with kindergarten students is to remember that this is probably the first time away from mom. Right. And there's going to be some separation anxiety. Unless you've got something good going on, they're going to be wishing and hoping and praying that they can get back to mom just as soon as possible. And uh, the other thing, I guess, to understand is they're going to come to kindergarten with varying degrees of readiness. So you really are starting with an unusual set of circumstances. Regardless of those circumstances, all the children need to be made to feel welcome and that this is their home away from home and that you're a nice person, you care about them. And one of the first things you can do to make them feel welcome, aside from looking them in the eye and uh, saying something kind to them, is to learn their name, know who they are, and be able to address them by name. And then if you can learn a little something about them, like what is your favorite color, you know, that's that helps. And that's also a classroom activity that you can do. Just uh, have the students in a, a circle or a grouping and say, well, let's find out what everybody's name and favorite color are. So you get to know them and they get to know each other a little bit, and it's a good way to kind of open things up. Well, I can tell you a good way not to start the year. Okay. So this isn't kindergarten, but it's in first grade, and it's my own personal my own personal crisis. Did you flunk first grade? Come on. No, didn't flunk. I almost flunked the first day of first grade, though. Oh. We got into school. We all roll in, and my parents were saying, like, we can't, we're excited that he's coming into first grade because I think I, was, I had some reading skills when I was coming into there. They felt like they had done their job in preparing me. 
So we go in, and everyone's desk has their name on it, and it's written like on a sentence strip piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And the teacher says, okay, everyone, go find your name on your desk. Everyone was finding their name, and I couldn't find my desk. I couldn't find my name on my desk. After about five minutes, and everyone was seated, you would think I could have figured it out just because it was you know, one of the empty seats yeah, at that point. There's only one left. And I was like, no, I know that's not my name. So one of you other, one of you other cats is in, the wrong, is in my seat. I figure out who this is. And it was because I go by my middle name. My first name is William, and on my desk was written William Kelly. And I always went by Mike, which is my middle name. So oh. they wrote my first and last name. And that's not the name that I go by. And I didn't really recognize my first name at that point. So the teacher was taunting and saying things like, well, don't you know how to read? I thought you knew how to read. And she and my parents were trying to help me. And she was saying, no, don't help him. He needs to learn his name. And it was just this really, really combative first experience. And my parents were mortified. So that's not a good way. That's not the welcoming atmosphere mm. that you're talking about. Yeah, I wouldn't have come back for the second day if the first day was that bad. I thought maybe you were going to push somebody out of their chair and say, well, this is my desk, but you weren't confrontational on that first day. Well, I'm not going to say that I didn't do that. No, no, not at all. Did you cry? No, I think, I can't remember. I probably did. I think I did. I cry almost every day. (laughs) Still, right? Just because I'm extraordinarily sensitive. (laughs) Well, here's a story that is also true that happened to my children, and they came home the first day of kindergarten. This is one of the three, and said mentioned a child's name and that he had to sit in the sad face chair. Really? Yes. On the first day of kindergarten. Was that because he had a sad face or because he didn't comply with some sort of rule? I think he did not comply with some sort of rule and then had a sad face. Oh, so this is your son? (laughs) He is a car thief now, right? And they were able to determine that right there on the Right there. (laughs) Actually, it was not my son. I think it was one of my daughters who told me the story about another child. But the point in saying all that is, as a kindergarten teacher, as with any teacher, that first day, probably the single best thing you can do, like we said before, is welcome them to the best of your ability. If you can begin the first several days with a series of fun activities, uh, we mentioned the one about the different colors. You can also do different pets and, you know, what is your favorite pet and talk about that for a while. It's important to uh, lay the framework and uh, the foundation for a successful experience because if you know what if they're not having fun and if they don't feel welcome that first week of school you're going to have problems for the rest of the year and so are they and that's not what we want you're right and that works really differently than a high school student you're not going to make a high school student feel comfortable in their first week of class by talking about stuff that's happening at home they already know how school works you know they're going to see you taking that time as a as a time waster and as a sign of weakness that you're not prepared. It's really different than first grade. You can't really approach a kindergarten or first grade class combatively mm-hmm. or to try to establish dominance. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, the with the kindergarten, probably, you know, open arms, good eye contact, happy, pleasant voice, lots of smiles, lots of happiness, good colors around the room. In a sense, you are taking the child away from his mother, her, his or her mother, probably for the first time on a non-relative or non, non-acquaintance non mm-hmm. basis. And uh, that's quite a transition for them, for the mother as well, uh, mother or father. And whereas you're welcoming the child into the classroom, at the same time you're also distancing the mother from the child, which is the same, is a little bit different from distancing the child from the mother, but you've got to deal with that as well. And... Um, 
remain as sensitive as possible to that might be their only child. And, uh, you know, they are, they're suffering some separation anxiety as well. So there's a lot to think about, and everybody thinks teaching kindergarten is just so easy and a lot of fun, uh, but there are some peripheral things that have to be thought about, and probably the most important one is the affective domain. You know, how does it feel to be a kindergarten student in your classroom, and what can you do to make it a, a happy experience? Hope that helps. I'm not a kindergarten teacher. Glenn's an administrator, and he's dealt with all all ages. But if, if there's kindergarten teachers out there who say, you know, I've got some really good tips that I'd like to share, please, you know, let's get a reader response. That's a good idea. Email us, newteacherhotline at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know what tips, tricks, advice that you've got, and we can even better answer that question with some specific strategies. Okay, so, so they're going to send us in. Kindergarten teachers are going to send in ideas to us. Now, then what are we going to do with it? <laughs> Put them together in a whole segment coming up in an upcoming episode. Hey, that's a good idea. We so, should do that. Yeah. So it's Assignment America time. All right. So they just send them in. They know the ad, they know the email address, right? Yep. So, yep. Uh, just okay. give it. In case you want to hear it again, newteacherhotline at gmail.com. And just put in the subject line, kindergarten tips, something good. like that. Hey, that's a good idea. I look forward to that. Okay. Well, I think that about answers that question. I hope so. We talked about it for a while. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know what? We talk- you know what? They were good questions. They were. This show feels even better for us when we get lots of questions that we can respond to. We've got lots of prepared segments. We're going to get some more Teachers of the Year on here shortly. We have the Tech Toolbox coming back every four or five episodes, something like that. So we've got some content that we're canning up and preserving for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that what we're presenting is what you really want. What your emails are what helps us keep on the right track. So thanks for your feedback, and keep it up. Yeah. We like what we see. Well, I like being able to answer the questions. And the ones that are really hard, we should just skip over them. I agree. Well, we did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there, I suppose. I'm going to the back of the lounge. All right. Well, I'll meet you there. Missed an episode or two? www.newteacherhotline.com. Past episodes. Message boards. And, uh... Uh, other stuff. Go there now. You know you want to. All the cool kids are doing it. The New Teacher Hotline is presented every two weeks by the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. Look us up online at www.abcte.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. In fact, ABCTE makes no claim that downloading this podcast will even be worth your time. But, you know, we, we hope it is. Our theme song is courtesy of Van Davis at www.vandavis.com. Thanks for listening. Anyway, Monica is asking a very good question, and it's one that probably every new teacher has to face. No matter, really, truthfully, no matter what subject you're teaching or what grade level, is how do you decide the point or the value system for your assessments? I guess that's really the essence of the question, right? No, actually, she was asking if the teacher suspects a student in the class has a learning disability. <laughs> Do a little cut on okay. that, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I drifted away, and now I'm back. <laughs> we, See, we didn't pre-read these at all. <laughs> Funny how your time slips away, and so does your mind. Well, it's the okay, first show so back from vacation. Yeah, let's. Uh, you can cut that out, right? We can. Yeah. Okay. Let's or we do. can put it in as a blooper at the uh, end. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> Let's don't.